This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks. Just to uh, put a nice bow around that for you, since we kind of went out of the way and we're getting back into the uh, cyborg super soldiers, and I had to do that. I have to do that kind of stuff once in a while because if I beat you to death with the gene editing and the technology, I think that sometimes it's a little too dark for people. It's even a little too dark for me. So sometimes I like to take these thoughts that are running around in my head like there is no deep state, only the state, and try to work those into shows as sort of a break between the heavy technology, even though that, frankly, was very important. I think that turned out pretty well. But the message I think you should take away from that is you're talking to friends and family members of yours who are, let's say, very passionate about politics. And let's say they spend a lot of their time uh, engaged in Facebook and Twitter battles with people over the right versus the left and Trump versus Biden and conservative versus liberal. But they have the energy and they have uh, the ability to reach people on social media and they're not afraid to fight. Some people won't talk about this stuff publicly. I mean, even politics publicly. But if they're like that, try to turn them on to this type of information. Try to turn them on to the Thomas Paine podcast. Turn them on to the Dustin Gold Standard. Turn them on to Whitney Webb, Johnny Vedmore. I mean, these are people I try to get on my show. They won't come on the show because they're part of a clique, which is fine. But uh, Patrick Wood, others that have talked about the technocracy, they might not like me. That's okay. Turn them on to another show. Just try to make them aware of this information and what is out there and the media threat to humanity itself and the war on humanity that has been declared against us by the state and try to plant this idea in their head that there is no deep state. It is only the state. All this information is readily available. It's all publicly sourced. I mean, there have been some private emails and stuff I've shared here, but for the most part, these are all public documents. And so there is no deep state. It's not deep. It's right out in the open. They're not afraid to talk about it. There are really no secret men controlling the government. You see them on TV, the CIA directors. I mean, obviously, there's some agents in the field. But look, you see Dr. Charles Morgan. He was a former CIA intelligence officer. You see people like Kevin Shipp out there and others. I mean, these guys are out in the open. So there's really no deep state. It is the state. And uh, everyone involved with it is part of it. And at the end of the day, the state is advancing Frankenstein technology. The state sends out the two people we're about to listen to onto a podcast to talk about what they're doing. So try to turn those people onto this because maybe then they'll realize if they listen to enough of it that the problem is much bigger than what they believe the problem is but at the same time this problem i think is much simpler 
Because if you get engulfed in the programs of the matrix and all the infighting and the palace intrigue over Biden said this and Trump did that and they raided Trump's cabin in the woods and then they broke into Mar-a-Lago and then this guy was this but he got fired and he was demoted and he lost his pension all of which are battles that don't matter at all are completely insignificant uh, to our lives but it's it's like an ongoing real-time reality show that stuff is very complicated because there's never an actual win there's never a win. So they'll get rid of this FBI director, but then that FBI director gets installed, and it's the same thing over and over again. So I think you start to understand that that stuff is all fake. It's all programs in the matrix. If you start looking at what the real problem is, and that is that the state is trying to engineer humanity out of existence, the problem is simpler because it's right in front of you. I mean, I'm teaching you all this stuff and going through it in part because it fascinates me. Also because I'm building sort of a homeschool curriculum uh, for my future child. But at the same time, I think the more you see this and the more you understand it, then you will recognize what the real problem is. And you'll also be able to start avoiding some of this stuff in your life as we try to figure out, I don't know, a macro solution to this. If there ever is one, I haven't thought of it yet. I share most of my thoughts with you here on the show. But if you can get those people that are engaged and are active or proactive uh, in interacting with the programs in the Matrix, but maybe wake them up to this type of content, make them understand that the problem is that the government is working to engineer humans out of existence, then maybe they'll start putting their efforts into spreading that word and they'll reach people with the information and the intelligence that really actually matters, which is that the government has declared war on humanity. And you don't have to just look to the World Economic Forum or look to Klaus Schwab or Yuval Noah Harari. I brought those guys up in the beginning of the show in the beginning of the dust and gold standard because it was relevant and a lot of people were focused on that but ultimately i wanted to get to the point in this show where i could unveil to you that right here in the united states the issue is the state the state is working in cooperation uh, and using some of the ideologies coming out of the world economic forum and really the world economic forum's purpose uh, when you look at the whole system, is that they are in charge of organizing what is the public-private partnership. They are in charge of explaining the tenets of the Fourth Industrial Revolution to the CEOs, to the foot soldiers out there, the people that they allow to wield power and influence. And so they're getting them on board and then they're promising them certain things. They're tapping into their greed, they're tapping into their uh, narcissism and such, and that's how they get them on board in this international public-private partnership. And so that's what the WEF does. All right. And then for us, it, it gives us sort of a boogeyman to talk about, but I don't shy away from it. I talk about it because I do think they're instrumental in this. I do think they play a part in this. But right here at home, the state is involved with this. 
Okay, the state is actually in control of it. And then you'll see all the companies on board by rolling out frictionless shopping. We just had a restaurant open 30 minutes from us with a robot that drives around in the restaurant with with drinks. And so you're seeing the uh, technology, the robots come into play more in society. But that's all part of, that's because they're getting everybody on board with this technocratic transhumanist agenda. All right. So try to wake up those people that are engaged in politics to what is really happening here. Um, And then maybe those people will start to grasp this and they'll use their energy to wake up others on what's really happening rather than wasting their time and energy stuck inside of the matrix and interacting with programs within the matrix. And just think of these programs in the matrix on a small scale. Most of you know what a bot is, right? So they can have a fake account on Twitter, for instance, and you could be engaging in a fight with that Twitter account. And it might not even be a real person. It's a bot, but it keeps you engaged. So you're wasting your time debating with something that isn't even real. And so what I believe when we talk about politics is WWE wrestling, all being written by the owner, Vince McMahon, I also look at those as programs in the Matrix. Watch the Matrix if you haven't seen it. It'll explain a lot of this. So you're interacting with programs. You're interacting with bots. All right. And that's what we're seeing happen. So I say to people, don't waste time interacting with the bots. Learn about the real information that the government puts out there and then spread the word about this. And I think more people will now have an understanding of the real problem. And a lot of those programs they see will make sense to them. They'll be able to ignore them because they'll say, oh, BLM is burning down a city. That's a program. You're trying to divert my attention. What is the real purpose of that happening? I shouldn't get mad at all black people because this program is doing that. The job is now to further divide. Whatever it is, you'll be able to dissect these things and figure them out for yourself. All right. Let me put back up the document on the Cyborg Super Soldier 2050, and we're going to jump right back into the podcast where we left off. Let's continue. Right. Well put. So since we're talking about this, I want to skip down the list a little bit and talk about auditory enhancement, which I think also falls into this category. You know, you at the baseline, it sounds a little bit like a next level hearing aid, but then you talk about enhancements that could even pick up what you describe as imagined speech, which sounds like mind reading. Uh, Can you talk about that and what it might enable the warfighter to do? Okay, let's pause for a moment, folks. So yesterday in the last episode, what we were talking about was the ocular enhancements to imaging sight and situational awareness, which was one of four vignettes that doctors Emmanuel and Deulius focused on in the Cyborg Super Soldier 2050 paper. Okay. And so we got into basically the ability, as I put it in layman's terms, to take your eye and give you the sight of a hawk, for instance. So now they're getting into another one, which is auditory enhancement for communication and protection. So they're getting into hearing. All right. Well, let's continue. So what you're looking at right now is uh, the auditory enhancement isn't just about restoring your hearing. It's also not just about being able to echolocate and hear at much greater distance. But in effect, you're also providing yet another portal for information to flow in. And so I can be consuming uh, multiple lines of communication like an earpiece um, that is essentially filtering in through that 
And so it's really not, it's not mind reading. Um, it's really just, it's layering data in a very complex fashion. And the same thing could be said for the visual in that I could theoretically layer um, all of my different kinds of information. And then in my mind, just swipe with my hand to the left, like I was on one of an, an app to see, all right, show me all the targets, show me this. Uh, let me listen to all of my uh, fighter aircraft, uh, patch me in over my earpiece, you know, and all of this isn't with, I'm not pushing buttons to do this, but in my head, I can just move through and be like, all right, I want you to filter out everything except Dr. Diane DeUlis, and I want to hear where she is, where, and everything she's saying. And so, okay, let's pause for a second because Dr. Peter Emanuel talks pretty fast, all right, and he pumps a lot of information. So I'm going to back that up, and then we're just going to break this down for you. Portal for information to flow in, and so I can be consuming. Uh, multiple lines of communication like an earpiece um okay so he's talking about the ability to consume multiple layers of information so for instance let's say there is a battle going on uh, a mile away and then he's got a command center that's sending him information from you know halfway around the world and then he's got information coming from a drone above and then he's got his partner standing there next to him on the battlefield and so what he's going to be able to do is to dissect the information and call up exactly what he wants to hear but as he said, it's not really mind reading. He's pulling in all this different information and can filter it and source it. And he can do the same thing with the visuals coming into his eyes. But he talks about the earpiece. He slides it in there. But then he actually corrects himself. What he's talking about is the ability to control all of these features and all of this filtering inside of his head. So basically, he puts it like, think of your iPhone, where you open up, swipe from the bottom, and you can see all your apps up, and then you can clear one, pick another, do whatever, but you're going to be able to do all that inside of your head. Folks, you know what you need to do inside of your head? Just sit tight for a moment, filter out the noise, relax for a moment while we take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll jump right back in to the good doctors over there at the Department of Defense. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, just a quick warning here. I just want to always remind you because I have to be careful of this. 
I don't want this show to turn into something that desensitizes you to everything that we're talking about, all right? Always put what we're talking about into perspective. Do you want this stuff going on? Do you think that we should be engineering and biohacking humanity? Should we be creating designer babies inside of synthetic wombs? Should we be tapping into people's brains? Should we we uh, we be replacing memories? Uh, should we be doing any of this stuff? No. So don't let yourself become desensitized to it. I don't want that to be the point of this. I also don't want you to fear it. I want you to understand it. I want you to see clearly what these mad scientists are doing. I want you to understand who's funding it. I want you to understand who's involved with it. I want you to keep your eye out for the adoption of these technologies in the real world so that you can avoid those products. But I don't want you to become desensitized to this stuff. And when you listen to it day in and day out, sometimes it becomes you know, normal, and that is not the point of this show. This is not the Joe Rogan experience. This is not Wired Magazine. I'm not selling you on this tech, and I don't want you to be desensitized to it. But I also don't want you to fear this, like, oh, this is the world that's coming. We have to be afraid and hide under our beds. No, we are listening to the words of our enemies so that we can enter into battle or retreat or something. We haven't figured that all out yet, but we're taking it on step by step. But don't become desensitized to this. This is not normal and this is not okay, at least from the standpoint of my show, my opinion. This stuff is not normal and I will never, ever become normalized to it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I just rolled it back. I'm going to let this clip play through of uh, Dr. Peter Emanuel and then we'll let it keep going. Restoring your hearing. It's also not just about being able to echolocate and hear at much greater distance, but in effect, you're also providing yet another portal for information to flow in. And so I can be consuming uh, multiple lines of communication like an earpiece um, that is essentially filtering in through that. And so it's really not, it's not mind reading. Um, it's really just, it's layering data in a very complex fashion. And the same thing could be said for the visual in that I could theoretically layer um, all of my different kinds of information and then in my mind just swipe with my hand to the left like I was on one of an, an app to see, all right, show me all the targets, show me this, uh, let me listen to all of my uh, fighter aircraft, uh, patch me in over my earpiece, you know, and all of this isn't with, I'm not pushing buttons to do this, but in my head, I can just move through and be like, all right, I want you to filter out everything except Dr. Diane DeUlis, and I want to hear where she is where, and everything she's saying. And so that, that control over your input and your export, that's the issue. I okay, okay. So just pause that for a second there uh, because now you can absorb everything, right? And so he's talking about the ability to control all of the inputs that you take in through your eyes and through your ears, but to control them inside of your brain. And the context in which they're talking about this is for the cyborg soldier, right? So on the battlefield, you want to have access to all of these. Let's say there's 10 inputs coming through your eyes and 10 inputs coming through your ears. And inside your mind, you can control those and swipe through them and choose which inputs you want to listen to or you want to see. And so you'd have to ask yourself, what battles are we preparing for in the future? 
where are we fighting? What are we, are we getting ready for another 20-year uh, Afghanistan and Iraq war, a Middle East war, where we're going to send men and women out on a battlefield? Don't we have drones and uh, laser zappers up in the sky? Can't we just say, I mean, really, folks, put this into context. If a country wants to go to war, let's say Vladimir Putin and Russia, really want to go to war with our allies or with the United States. So if these guys have the technology to implant a brain chip in someone's head that can scan 10 different inputs through the eyes and the ears, do we not have a technology, as we claim to be the most advanced, when it's appropriate? At other times we say China and Russia are beating us, but that just gives us a reason to sell to the people why we need to develop certain Frankenstein technologies. But if we're this advanced, just use common sense here, critical thinking. And let's say Vladimir Putin is going to go to war. And they play up Vladimir Putin on TV and they say, Vladimir Putin is like Joe Stalin. He is the most evil person ever to walk the face of the earth. He is the reincarnation of Adolf Hitler. So you're supposed to believe if Putin wasn't there... None of this would happen, right? So with all the technology we're launching, instead of putting all the money and all the time and all the energy and all the ethical questions into whether or not we should put brain chips inside of humans, genetically modify them and turn them into the Incredible Hulk wearing a exoskeleton Iron Man suit with uh, Jarvis-like artificial intelligence technology beaming into their heads with the eyesight of hawk and the hearing of santa claus i guess he can hear everything instead of doing that why don't we just have a satellite that we're supposedly funding what billions of dollars to elon musk through spacex and the starlink satellite program oh yeah yeah we gave them money for that too why don't we have a satellite that can just pinpoint locate Vladimir Putin and laser zap him from the sky, and then all this is over with? We never have to go into the mountains and fight these one-on-one battles. Why don't we just have a technology that laser zaps and kills the leader? Why are we even planning for the future to have what we're supposed to believe are Braveheart-like battles out in the middle of a field except now we're going to have a cyber soldier cyborg with advanced hearing and learning with a brain chip in their head with tremendous sight who's going to run across a field and he can outdo the other cyborg running at him why is this even a discussion i don't understand if you can use drones to kill people up in the mountains while the fighter pilot is in a bunker in Utah, why are we talking about developing cyborgs who can fight a better fight in a desert somewhere, going one-on-one with other warriors? Do they think we're stupid? I'm not stupid. I don't think you're stupid. But I'm supposed to believe that another Braveheart battle is going to happen. Or we're going to somehow reenact the Revolutionary War. Or we're going to refight the Civil War where 
The North and South are going to line up on opposite sides of the field with cannons and muskets. And whoever has the most people is going to live because they're going to kill each other line by line. So if you go, we have 14 lines of 100 men. And they're like, oh, crap, we have 11 lines of 100 men. And so the guy with 11 lines is going to lose first. We're supposed to believe that's the battle they're going to continue to have. And so we need cyborg Marvel superhuman characters to go out there and fight these battles when we supposedly have technology that can laser zap the general and just knock him off his horse. In this case, Vladimir Putin with no shirt sitting atop a horse in those pictures we've seen, right? So why not just have the technology to scan from the sky using something like Clearview AI, Peter Thiel's government front company, to scan and facial... And they go, oh, there's uh, Vladimir Putin. And then we laser zap him. He's dead and the battle is over. Then we just uh, make an announcement like Kristoff in the Truman Show, as we showed uh, a couple of shows ago. And he goes, people of Russia, stay calm. We just laser zapped Vladimir Putin. This is the United States. We are bringing you democracy. You are now free of the evils of Vladimir Putin. Go back to your work. I'll see you later. This was Team America. Team Freedom. The Freedom Machine. You see, you have to ask yourself these questions. Why are we talking about building super soldiers? We're planning on fighting some kind of war in the desert or in the woods? Give me a break, folks. Give me a break. All right, let's continue. Draw all these parallels to sort of like the the Marvel superhero universe yeah. in my mind as I'm going through these things, and that that holds true of the the third of uh, these four technologies that you highlight. So you've got what you call optogenic body control, and it sounds like essentially a bodysuit or uniform with an implant element that can make a warfighter outperform their potential, basically. So. Okay, okay, let's pause. Let me just read that to you so you understand it because this is in the executive summary uh, on the Cyborg Soldier 2050 document. And what she's talking about is restoration and programmed muscular control through an optogenic bodysuit sensor web. All right, let's continue. So, Dr. Deulis, what exactly is this? Did I describe it right at all? And how would it work? Sure, you did. And um, so I see this, uh, again, going back to that capabilities list and how we created these vignettes. I see this vignette stemming out of a lot of um, technological things we can already do now, um, given that, you know, um, we've had um, warfighter trauma, warfighter, um, warfighters in combat for a long time now, and we've had to do a lot with musculoskeletal repairs, right, of, of wounded folks. And um, so this really stems out of a really, really rich body of research on um, connecting the musculoskeletal system to exoskeletal elements. Okay, let's pause for a second here. As uh, Dr. Frankenstein talks, I made this point a, maybe a couple of episodes ago, folks. But did you hear what she just said, right? So they have a very large study, a very large body of work 
from connecting exoskeletons, basically she's talking about these prosthetic limbs, to war fighters, okay, military men that came out of the battlefield with limbs that are lost, other body parts that have been uh, mangled, and then they bring them back over here and they do all the studies, like many we've been looking at, some that Dr. Charles Morgan III showed us, and so then they do these experiments on these people. Again, my question I ask you, and it, it hurts me to have to say this, because it is difficult to believe there's people so evil in this world, but uh, that's part of my job, is to put my mindset into that line of thinking. Are these monsters creating scenarios to end up creating the people who become the guinea pigs for their science projects? Do we intentionally put men and women into harm's way in situations that would then cause them to possibly die maybe the worst outcome or possibly lose all of their limbs or end up suffering from paralysis which could end up being worse in some cases than death but then to bring them back home to then utilize them for experiments because as these two mentioned earlier in the podcast they said they said that someone who is blind is more likely to let them play with their eyes and to do experiments on them. And as we've seen before, a gentleman in a video that Dr. Charles Morgan III showed us, that a man with paralysis who had no use of his limbs wanted nothing more than to be able to have prosthetic limbs to hug his child. And so on the one hand, it tugs at our heartstrings. It plays to our human emotion. And so it gets the civilians on board with this stuff as they build the transhumanist monsters. But at the same time, they have more willing participants in their Dr. Frankenstein projects. And folks, because I don't want to start yelling and screaming over here, I try to keep my calm on the show, but that stuff sickens me because it goes far beyond even the brave men and women who, in many cases, I would say in most, join the military because they are following in their lineage and they believe they are fighting to defend the Constitution from enemies foreign and domestic. They believe that they are the warriors defending America from evil. Yet the sad part is they don't realize that the state in which controls them, in which they work for, is the very evil in which they believe they're defending us from, but they just don't recognize that the state is the evil. And so when you look at that, coupled with what we experienced over the last couple of years by creating germophobia in many people out there and Stockholm Syndrome and many people out there 
then people were willing to line up and let the government, the state, jab them, booster them, test them, give medicines to them. Oh, yeah. Even the medicines that President Trump promoted. I don't know if those things work or not, but I sure as hell wasn't going to put them in my body. Even if it was something that was harmless at work, how do I know that that hydrochloroquine pill that you're all of a sudden pushing on me isn't now pressed rat poison that says hydrochloroquine on it? I don't trust any of the stuff that any of these members of the state try to push on me. And so I don't know if these mad scientists create these scenarios so they intentionally have now the most vulnerable, besides the babies, of our planet to play around with people with dementia people with paralysis people with lost limbs people with lost eyesight or lost hearing that just want the opportunity to be healed and get better and then these mad scientists now have a guinea pig to play with but she just said it there dr deulius just said that they have plenty of people that come back with lost limbs And so now they have a body of work, many studies on creating these exoskeleton prosthetics that now they can use what they've learned from those studies to implement them on the next phase, which is the elective surgeries for these cyborg soldiers who also are just guinea pigs in the bridge from humanity to post-humanity from humanity to transhumanity, from humanity to the engineering of humanity out of existence, folks. As I said, as you listen to this stuff, as you read the papers, if you go investigate this on your own, there is nothing deep about this. It is all right out in the open. The state has sent one of their representatives Dr. Peter Emanuel, and another representative, Dr. Diane DeUlius, to talk about this. They are extensions of the state, therefore they are the state. And so the state is out in the open, folks. There is no deep state. There is only the state. And the state is working to engineer humanity off the face of the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion. at pain.tv slash gold.